Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray, and today we're going to be talking with Dr. Q. We're going to be talking about our destiny, our life path, and can psychics really tell your future? Finding Your Sexiness. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray. Sexiness is living your life to the fullest. We interview leaders to find out what is their secret to success. What is that special ingredient that makes you stand out? Welcome to another edition of our podcast. I'm absolutely loving this. We've got a lot of great guests that we're having on. And today we're going to have a guest, Dr. Q. I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about what Dr. Q does, but he represents a group in East India, and they have these um, palm leaf readers, not palm as in palm of your hand, but palm as in a a palm leaf. So supposedly 3,000 years ago, a group of monks took these palm leaves and wrote everybody's destiny or I think almost everybody in the world they wrote their destiny and so supposedly you can go there to India and you can find your scroll you can have the monks go and find it and then read your destiny and they can tell you everything from how many children you're going to have what kind of career you're going to have your love life and major events So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about your life path, your destiny, and can psychics really tell your future? Can people really read you and tell you? And and is that future even set? So what brought this up is I have a question from one of my readers. Uh, Philip is asking, do you think our destiny or future is set in stone or do we have free will? Well, Philip, that's a great question. And actually, I think, I think both. So I do believe that we come into this life and that we have set certain milestones or certain goals or more accurately certain energies or frequencies or things that we want to learn in this lifetime. So I do think that we set a certain destiny, but I also think that within that we have a lot of free will. So I, I do believe in past lives. I didn't always, but I, you know, after doing a lot of this work and doing hypnosis and working with clients, um, I really have seen a lot of evidence that we do have a past life and that we are a soul that incarnates lifetime after lifetime. So I do believe that we've had a previous life and that before we come into this life, we actually kind of sit down with our group of guides and talk about major things we want to learn in this lifetime. And although there's a lot of free will and how we do that, I think that we set certain things that we're going to do or certain goals. So... I think that we maybe don't set exactly when we're going to have a relationship or who that's going to be with, but we might set, you know, the energy that we're supposed to have or we're supposed to learn from. So, you know, for example, my house burned down last year and I lost absolutely everything. So that was probably an experience that I had decided that I needed for some reason because I was going to learn something from it 
hopefully, which I think I did learn a lot from it. Um, but I think that that must have been one of those things that I set for myself. And, um, you know, so did I set that I was going to have a certain amount of relationships and when I was going to have those relationships? Well, I think we set kind of the energy. So I don't know if I said that, you know, I was going to get married to one guy, have a, you know, learn a lot of things, have a difficult relationship. Not all bad, but, you know, some difficult times. Have some in-between relationships and then have another husband. Well, I think obviously for me, one of my challenges that I wanted to learn through was relationships, romantic relationships. So I think I chose to have difficult romantic relationships because through our difficulties, we actually learn a lot more than if life is just easy. I mean, I, I really believe that we set ourselves challenges because through challenges, we learn much more than if, we, if, if it's just given to us and it's just easy. So, you know, although hurts, pain, challenges are difficult, they're not pleasant, it is, it is our greatest achievement, it's our greatest learning to look at what we're really getting out of that. So... I think I chose to have difficult relationships, but I think that you can say, okay, maybe in the last life I was good at relationships. So in this one, I want to have some challenges because through relationships, I want to learn about myself. Now, I think you could do that in one relationship if you're really good, but took me, you know, 20, 30 years of going through this. And I think that's what, you know, we're talking about. (coughs) I think we may have a lesson, but whether we come here, experience something, and then we right away, we get it. We learn what we're supposed to learn out of it. We accomplish that. Sometimes it's just to get, have that experience. Sometimes it's just to experience that feeling. You know, so if it's from relationships, maybe it's to feel like somebody's controlling you or to feel like you're not good enough or feel like you're not lovable or whatever it is to learn about yourself. You might be able to do that in the one time and and finish that and learn that lesson and then you don't need to have that anymore or just to have that experience and now you've had that experience, you don't need it anymore. Or you could be like most of us that keep banging our head against the wall and keep repeating it over and over and we get rid of one relationship and then, you know, we invite in another one. Uh, You know, my second husband, friend said to me, it's just like your first husband. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's nothing. They're nothing like each other. And of course they were because it was the same learning lesson for me. So I think that you're given the, you you set yourself a a challenge, you set yourself something that you're going to learn through a certain energy. And it could start with something you're working on with your dad. And then you could continue that, you know, maybe you feel like I'm not lovable. And then you continue that with your romantic relationships, maybe you can continue that with work. And so really, as, as much as we need to have that experience to really get it, And this is the great thing about looking back at the difficulties and the challenges that you've had. 
if you really do your homework, you can say, okay, I've had enough of that. So if you've got a pattern of having bad relationships, you can wake up and say, okay, what am I actually learning from this? What did I learn about myself? What was it? Why did I need to have this experience? Okay, I've had that pain. I've had that grief. I felt like that. I felt betrayed. I felt angry. I felt guilty. I've had these feelings. I don't need to have those anymore. Even a health issue, you know, it could be a health issue that you're having because that's one of the things, the energies that you decided are destined for yourself to experience. And then you could say, okay, I've had enough of this health issue. I've had enough of this bad leg. I've had enough of having crappy relationships. And it's hard, but what you've got to do is look back at the things that you really have, have been a challenge for you and then saying, okay, am I really done with that? Have I really learned everything I'm going to learn? You know, lock yourself away for a week and meditate on it and think about the most painful it was. Don't just like think about it mentally, but relive it a little bit in your mind and bring up those feelings and emotions. And then if you can see the overall picture and say, look, I had this terrible experience and you forgive the person. Now, maybe you can't say, well, I can't forgive that person because that person abused me or that person did something horrible to me, which is probably true, but it could be you did something to them. It could be that you chose to have that challenge that you were going to learn something through. And the moment that you can say, okay, I finished with that. I've done with that. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, they were bad. But on some level, I actually asked for that. And now because of I'm done with that, I no longer need to have that anymore. And if you don't do that and you don't forgive and complete and move on, then you haven't quite finished with that energy and you are going to attract more of it. So I do think that we pick certain things that we're going to work on, certain energies. I think we pick certain wonderful things too and certain challenges. And whether we take five minutes to figure out that challenge and work through it and absorb the lesson and move on or whether we take our entire lifetime, that, that's up to us. That's free will. So Philip, to answer your question, do... Is destiny set for us or do we have free will? I think destiny is set for us, but I think we're, we're the ones that set that destiny. And it's more in these experiences that we're going to have. And we probably set up certain milestones like, oh, I'm going to have this health issue. I'm going to have a car crash when I'm 25. That's going to set up a health issue. Um, I'm going to have this um, relationship that's going to seem wonderful when I'm 30, but then that one's going to fall apart and I'm going to have a learning lesson through that. But again, we can change that. Now, whether we do or not is probably not as likely. Not as many people do actually change, but I do believe you can. And the key is just to you know figure out what you're learning and then finishing that lesson because that's the destiny, that's the karma that you've set for yourself but I don't think anybody I mean we some some of us maybe have chosen a lot a lot of difficult things in this lifetime so some of us have uh, are kind of on the accelerated path and have chosen a whole bunch of challenges uh, but if you look from the point of view that you were the one that chose that you've taken off a big chunk 
And if you can just, you know, go through these things and process them, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And nobody is here just to strive. And we all have free will. We all have that life goal, that life passion, that soul purpose that we can follow and, and get on our track. And to, you know, to live our purpose. So destiny is about living our soul purpose. And it's also about these challenges that we've set for ourselves. And I do think some things, you know, they're so blindsided us. We have no idea that they're coming. I, you know, there's not really anything you could do to change them because you set that up. I mean, for instance, my dad died when I was seven. He died of a heart attack at 42. So it was very sudden. And that's changed, of course, my life and the way, you know, I was brought up by a single mom. And, you know, my mom worked very hard. She had no insurance. She had to work two jobs. That certainly gave me a lot more um, drive and ambition and independence because I had to, like, really pull my socks up and, you know, get things done because my mom was busy, you know, supporting us. And, and, you know, my mom was my, my role model. So that set up my life differently. And I'm sure that that was pre-decided. And what's really funny is... Um, my mom had only ever had one other boyfriend before my dad. And so after my dad died, years later, she she bumps into um, her old boyfriend's sister. And so my mom says, oh, how's John? And she says, uh, you know, John died of a heart attack when he was 42. And so, so strange whether my mom chose my dad or whether she'd chosen her other boyfriend would have been the same outcome. So almost she decided to have that destiny and I decided to have that destiny. And we live in these family soul groups. And so you may think, oh, my parents were horrible or my brother was horrible or, you know, this person was horrible. And why did I, why was I born into that family? Well, you actually, I believe you actually chose your family members and you chose to be born into that situation and if you look at most really successful business people, entrepreneurs, a lot of them will tell you that they did not have a very easy childhood. In fact, sometimes when we have a lot of love from our parents and we've had a very easy childhood and everything's been smooth and we've, we've had money and all that thing, sometimes we are not set up with that kind of drive and ambition. So sometimes we actually... Uh, end up thriving because of our situation so sometimes I believe that we put ourselves in a, a situation where we have to really work hard as a youngster because we're setting ourselves up for something else later in life so I do believe that we pick our our certain energies that we're going to work on beforehand and can we change that? Well, I think you look at your life and you say, well, what are the things, what have been the things, what have been the things I've been working on? What have been my challenges? And can I be done with that? What some people call it karma. But karma is just, you know, something that we've set ourselves up. You know, as a soul, we want to experience good things and not so good things. 
and and so karma is you know, equalization that we put on ourselves. So maybe we say, in a past life, I was uh, pretty mean to this this guy I was married to. So in this lifetime, I need to feel that pain and that hurt. So I'm going to experience that as well through the same relationship or through a different relationship. So to look back on your challenges that you're having or have had on the hurts, there is nothing more freeing than going back to the things that have hurt you and then looking at it as a third party and saying, okay, now I can understand the whole picture. When you see that it's not one lifetime, it makes it a lot easier to forgive somebody who's done something horrible to you and you don't understand why. You can say, okay, because it's part of a whole picture. And when you can do that and really release that and really let that go, you could, that's, that's the point you can get onto your soul purpose and start really, you know, putting away these challenges and really getting onto the good stuff and the fun stuff that you set for yourself. So anyway, I'll take a couple other questions. Um, Jamie asks, do you believe in the law of attraction? Absolutely. I do think that we today, whatever situation you are in right now, good or bad, you are an accumulation of your thoughts and feelings up to this point. So if you are, have been able to be very positive, um, you probably have a lot of positive things coming into your life. But if you've got into kind of a rut and some negative thinking, you will see that manifesting physically in your life. So I do believe that whatever situation you've got going on in your life, you've attracted, you have brought through your own energy. And that's why when people ask me about reading tarot cards, like reading people's fortunes, can people really read your fortune? Well, I do, I do, absolutely. I think that there is a spirit world around us that we are all tapped in that we're all part of divine source we're all part of a whole consciousness together and I do think that we can tap in and some people are more attuned to that more aware of that and are able to read your energy and can can do things like uh, read blessing cards or divine or just simply look at you and, and read your energy and tune into your vibration so say you go for a reading with somebody and they do their cards and they tell you um, this is what's going on in your life right now. What I think they're really doing is they're tapping into what is your energy right now. So if that's great and you've got great opportunities and great things coming up, that's wonderful. But if they look at your energy and right now it's not good, there's a lot of challenges ahead. I think they're only reading your energy. It doesn't mean that that's it. We have no free will. We absolutely have free will. So if, say, you've got a challenge in your love life right now and it doesn't look very good and when they read you and read your cards, your love life does not look good, you can change that in an instant by changing your thoughts. And as soon as you change your thoughts, your physical reality 
will change and you will attract the law of attraction. You will attract the things, the positive things that you put out. You you can turn around. And that's why people will say a, a tarot reading is only three to six months and then after that becomes less and less accurate. Why is that? Well, because even if we know that we have the opportunity to change, many of us don't. So for probably the next three, six, or even a year, we are probably going to be have the same kind of thinking. So these are the things that are probably going to happen. But if we changed our mind, and if we woke up and decided to release the guilt, the fear, the things that we're worried about, and start thinking positively and working on our life purpose and bringing more happiness and joy, our destiny, our future is going to change in an instant. So although I think people can help you with a, a reading, I think, I think free will is about kind of like the, the small things going on in our life. I do think that we set major goalposts, major things that are going to happen, our major energies. But within that, how long it takes us to, to learn these lessons, how long it takes us to accomplish that, or whether we go all the way, you know, perhaps we want to be, uh, we're destined to be a singer, whether you, you know, become a famous singer and, you know, really expressing yourself and loving everything you do, or whether you're kind of stifled, always hoping and trying to be, that is what you're working on. That is your sole purpose. So nobody, I don't think anybody has a destiny to be not good at something or to always strive, to always have problems. Nobody has that destiny. We all have a wonderful soul purpose and a really special thing in our life. It's just all this other crap, these other challenges that gets in our way. All right, one more. Brenda asks, what is the difference between a medium and a psychic? All right, so I believe that we have a spirit world all around us. I believe that when people die and they go to the other side, they don't really die. They're really there in another dimension, but they are around us. And I do believe that we have, we can connect in with God, a divine source, or this conscious knowledge, and that we even have our own person in this other dimension, a spirit guide that will communicate, help us, guide us, as well as a whole soul group that's guiding us. So I don't think we're alone. I think that there is another world, another side, and that some people... Well, we, I think we can all tap into that. I think some people can concentrate more. Concentrate's not the right word because it's more of a kind of a um, allowing. But some people are more intuitive and you can train to do that. But it's definitely like getting out of your physical mind and allowing that connection. Now, to communicate with someone's loved ones, to me, that's being a medium. That's when you can actually ask does anybody want to speak with this client and a, a past of a loved one might come through and say, you know, I love you. Do you remember when we did this thing together? Um, some description about themselves. And the purpose of that is to tell the person that's the sitter, 
the client that there is another side and that the loved one is still there and that they do love them and they still have that connection. That to me takes a, a very high concentration or a very high ability of mediumship. That to me is the most difficult. And then there are ones that can tap into our own energy, our own destiny, our spirit guides. So these people, I believe, are psychics who can read blessing cards, read tarot, do divining. And I think people, there are people that are really you know, very good at that. We can all do it to some extent. So I think all mediums are able to be psychics, but not all psychics are able to be mediums. So I think psychics one level, mediumship is another. But there are very good psychics that can tap in. And again, they're reading the energy, they're reading the, what are the possibilities right now if you didn't change anything, if you were, you know, what, what's going on in your energy field right now. And they can, they can help you a lot um, because we don't always follow our own intuition. We don't always read our own messages, even though we, we can connect too. I, I think it's harder to do that for yourself. So I definitely think that there are psychics that can tap in and they can tell us our future. But I do believe that that is something we can speed up, change, move around, that there is a lot of free will. And I think that free will and the law of attraction and our mind and our positive thinking is a hundred times greater than anything else. I think that's the most important. So I think having a psychic reading and getting some advice definitely helps and it shows you kind of what the underlying energies are but ultimately our ability to change from within and to pursue and do what we want to do and to manifest in our life the things that we want is so so much more powerful now I'm excited to bring on Dr. Q um now, this is a unique kind of a psychic reading. So there are psychics that read your tarot cards and predict your life, but this is a little bit different. And what Dr. Q does, he actually went and had one of these special readings in India, and it was so life-changing for him that he now helps people. So he's not a reader, but he's a facilitator, and he's set up with a group in India of uh, these monks that read your scroll. And so their readings are not on what is going on right now, this moment in your life, but on your major life destinies. So this would be things like when you're going to get married, how many times you're going to get married, how many children you're going to have, what kind of career you're going to have. And so... Again, this is the question of, is our destiny set? Well, if this is true, then our destiny is clearly set. But even within these readings, they will tell you that certain ones can also be changed. So for instance, if you were supposedly destined to have a, a heart attack at 60 and you're 40 now, that, there are, that they will tell you that there are certain things that you can do to change that or to extend your life or to make that go away completely. So again, we're talking about having 
our destiny, our destination points and our major points in life. But can we change that? And that's our free will. Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast. And today I have with me Dr. Q. Now, Dr. Q actually uh, orchestrated a very interesting reading for me. So now what's the name of your company again? Hello, uh, my name is Dr. Q and I'm the co-founder of the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. It's not a company per se, it's more an institute because we help the seekers, those who want to get a reading, and the readers who provide the service. So Dr. Q actually took my uh, thumbprint, yes. right? And then he sent it off to India. Correct. And in India, so explain, they have the temples in India. and Yes. Now, Indian palm leaf reading is also known as Nadi astrology because dried palm leaves are also referred to as Nadi, hence Nadi astrology. And we're not talking about palm, no, palm we're talking leaf. dried like a- palm leaves. Yes, so from a palm tree, they cut it and then they write messages on it. Because 3,000 years ago, that's what legend has it, is that Maharishis, great sages, wrote on these dried palm leaves messages for millions of people to be read to them whenever they're ready. And they've been stored in archives and libraries across southern India. And the reason why I bring it to the West is I had an amazing experience six years ago when I had my reading done. And in my reading, the reader told me, I'll bring this to the West. I thought he's joking with me, of course, because that's the very last thing I had on my mind. But here I am talking to you about it. So that prediction for sure came true. So Dr. Q, took a, just he didn't take a photo of me, no information, Correct. just my thumbprint. Correct sent it off to these people in India, and they went to look for my, my palm leaf to find out if they could find the bundle of palm leaves Which that contains, your palm contains leaf. my mm-hmm. energy. Correct. Right? And that took, well, you were quick with me, but that could take a couple Very of quick, months. Yeah. Yep. Now, the process is the same as if you were in India. Now, over the time, we had to realize that it has to be done online because people, it's hard for people to travel to India. Hence, we do a combination of real and online. So it's a three-step process, search, matching, and reading. The search happens in India, and the search for your bundle, which hopefully contains your individual palm leaf, is um, based on your thumbprint, left for women and right for men. So all the reader knows about you is that you're male or female, your thumbprint, and the country of birth. This little piece of paper goes to India, and then the reader looks at your thumbprint, finds characteristics, and then goes in a physical search from one archive to the next, to the next, to the next. And this physical act takes a while. It could be, if you're lucky, just one week. But in reality, it's a a couple months. For a simple reason, it's just not so organized. There is no computerized system. There is no registry of any kind. So the reader has to physically go to the library, look at the bundles, and if he cannot find one, he goes to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. So on average, I can say that the waiting time is about a month to two. And then we know if you have a bundle which hopefully contains your palm leaf. And when they find a bundle, then the search part comes to an end, the first part, and then we move on to the second and the third part. And the matching and the reading are done through Zoom, like uh, a live video call. So we did like like Skype, something like that. Yeah, Zoom is like Skype, just a little 
more convenient, yeah. I should say. So he had me uh, do this in the middle of the night. I think it was like 2 a.m. It needs to be, yes. <laughs> uh, it's because of time zone difference. Yes. So these people in India, you know, they're, they're on a good time schedule. It's the middle of the night for us. For and California, I should say, for California. California, yes. yeah. For, for East Coast is early morning. Yeah, yes. okay. So, and you acted as my translator. You were actually in Russia. I was, I I was, your, I was your moderator. Yes. Because in this call, as a service from our institute, we have the reader who is in our office in India. We have the interpreter who sits next to the reader in the office in India because he needs to interpret Tamil to English or English, you know, heavy accent in <laughs> English. And then we have a third person, a Western person, if you wish. I'm one of the uh, moderators. We call them moderators who help the seeker to first understand the Indian accent a little better. And once your ears get used to it, you not necessarily might understand the deeper meaning of the reading. So the moderator's job is to make sure that you understand the reading, the 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 meaning of it. So anyway, we set up this, you know, they found my bundle in India. In India. We set up this Skype call. You're, you're in um, I was, in I don't know, Russia or somewhere, yeah, somewhere I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm in L.A. And we do this over Skype in the middle of the night. And, and on my screen, I can see, uh, I think I could just see the reader. Correct. And then there's a translator sitting next, next to him. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So the first thing they did was this matching. Correct. That's the second step in the process. It's yeah. called matching. The reader would open the bundle and then read through the first palm leaf. Is it, you know, very thin, this long, palm leaf. He would read out a statement to you. He would say, you're married. And if it's correct, he stays on it. If it's incorrect because you're not married, then this palm leaf is not yours. He would move to the next palm leaf. For as long as you say correct to a statement, he stays on the same palm leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, you need to know that these palm leaves are written in ancient Tamil language, a language that doesn't exist anymore. Today, in the southern parts of India, called Tamil Nadu, the state of Tamil Nadu, which is twice the population of California, just to give you an idea, they speak modern Tamil language. And that's a sound-based language. It's a syllabic language, unlike English, which is a letter-based language. So it's a skill set of the reader to convert a sound in Tamil to a meaningful letter in English. So he would, for example, say, reading through his uh, palm leaf, your name contains an A-O-I. I'm just making this up. If you say correct, he stays on it. If not, he moves on. So by the end of a successful matching process, the reader, who only knows that you're male or female, your thumbprint, and your country of birth, will then tell you your first name, your mother's first name, your father's first name, your spouse's first name, if you have a spouse, ex-spouse possibly if he was important to your life, kids, how many, gender, siblings, how many, gender, and other major life events that you can verify. It's what I basically call knocking you off your socks. He did, he did this. It was pretty amazing. I mean, when he first came up, he would say things like, uh, do you have a brother? Yes. Do you have one child? No. And then he'd move on. Do you have a, do you have a brother? And then you've got three children. Yes. But even right off the bat, it seemed like I mean, some of the stuff he came up with was right away, you know, does your father's name begin with an R? Does it have an R or an R-A? Mm-hmm. I mean, really close. It didn't take him that long. Yes. And then by the end of the matching, it was like, your dad's name's Roy, your mom's name's Joan, you've got three children, you, uh, you've been married, you're now, you're now single. I mean, like... It was, Boom, I know. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I know. It's shocking. It's and quite then, shocking. So there's, there's no doubt that that is actually... No doubt. It's very simple. Either you're wowed by matching and you're like, oh my gosh, how can an Indian who has barely left a hundred mile radius of his little village know so much about me or not? If you're in doubt, then it's not you. You need to be wowed. Then it's matched. Then we found your palm leaf. 
yeah, there were some of them. He'd say part of it, and and then I'd say, and he'd say, but you know, you, you've got, you know, three children, but one's a boy and two are girls. And I say, no, and I say, but wait, wait, everything else is right. And he'd say, no, 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 well, it's not you. Yeah? No, Correct. it's not you. It's got to be everything, yes. everything. Correct. And when he finished it, he had everything. Correct. So then. Uh, then, and then, the, then, then the they do comes. the reading. Yes. The important why it's close but not exact is in the same bundle, you have palm leaves that represent humans and souls that are on a similar trajectory in their lives. You're not connected with them. You're not related to them. It could be a guy from France and a, and a lady from Australia. You know, they're all over the place. But their soul journey is similar, right? And that's the reason why it's close but not the same. And once... He gives you all the details, then we have a matching, and then we can move on to the reading. And the reading starts with the moment, that will be the last, the third and last part, starts with the moment you get the reading done. That day it starts, and it's based on your energies at the time of the reading, not, your, not how you feel or your mood of the day. No, the energies, and it gives you a trajectory, a likely trajectory of your life until you die. And it comes in blocks of years, two, three, four-year blocks. So, for example, when I had my reading, I was 41, so 41 to 43, 43, 45, 45, 48, and so forth. And it covers all aspects of life, all of them. Relationships, love affairs, you know, kids, grandchildren, money, career, health, and so forth. And it gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because regrettably, life is not just milk and honey, as we know. So when there is a challenge, he will tell you what you can do to fix the issue through puja and it will tell you if it's fixable so it will never happen or it's at least not so bad and and you had a serious heart many issue. many serious things now the reason why i went for the reading is uh my biggest challenge in life is health i've been sick quite a few times and had nearly death so a teenager with cancer was in hospital for three years i was the only one who survived in his room it changed my life completely so i, I asked why do I survive and everyone else dies? Well, first I started to say, why can me? But that's a different story. And then they're like, be grateful that, it, that I survived. So, And then six years ago, I had a huge uh, virus infection that impacted my heart, which sent me straight to the, into the ICU. And that's when I decided to have a reading done because I heard you can get your karma cleaned through reading. Because in my mind, I thought, well, this lifetime, I'm a pretty nice guy. You know, I don't do crazy things. I, I'm a giver, I'm a helper. So I thought it must have to do with the previous life. And then I realized that you can get your karma clean through a reading and so that it won't bother you anymore. And that's the reason why I ended up getting my reading done. And did you have punjas to do to clean up karma? Yes, karma? many pujas. These are, a puja literally means prayer. And it could be either a, a mantra or chant dedicated to God or goddess in Hinduism. It's not a religious act. It's just dedicated to one of those. So you can have any religion that you want that should not stop you from doing a puja. Or it could be a physical act. So in my case, for example, he said, on two Wednesdays, I need to give food to the needy. I was like, what do you mean? Should I do a soup kitchen, donate money? He says, there is this, you'll figure it out. I was like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> and he said, once these two are done, the following five Fridays, five Fridays, I needed to give fruits and sweets to children. I said, man, what do you mean? And, so, and I said, you figure it out. And I did, you know. And so it's a physical act or it's a meditation or a chant or mantra dedicated to certain gods. So you need to create like a little sacred space in your apartment or house so that you can focus on those mantras. And I should also forewarn you already, it takes a while, as you know. If you do all the pujas, mine took me six months. So he basically said, if you didn't, 
there was a certain thing that was going to happen in your life if you didn't do these pujas, but if you did, it was going to make it better. So what did Correct. he tell you? Correct. Like you were going to die? The, about- bo- the bottom line of a reading, to put it very simply, is you want to lead a better life afterwards, period. Whatever better means to you. To me, better life means not getting so sick again, period. And hence also leading a longer life. To you out there, it could mean relationship issues or money issues or whatever that might be. So ultimately, you want to lead a better life. So what the reading gives you is it gives you a likely trajectory based on your energies today. And then you start doing your pujas. So you're changing your trajectory already to have a better outcome. So all the reader tells to tell you is if you switch or, or move a little bit, you can have a better life. And that's what you do. I think you said I was really lucky because I didn't have a lot of really bad stuff. You are very lucky. Yes, and it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It uh, was a smooth, spot-on reading. I should also say I'm lucky enough to know you a little bit because it never happens, right? It never happens. I randomly I do some moderation, and it's just a person I've never seen before, and that's what we try to keep so there is no interaction between the moderator and and the seeker. But I know you beforehand, so we've known each one another for quite a few years. So by hearing what he tells you in the reading, and I can verify it. Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a luxury. I'm seeing as a Gail is unbelievable. You know, he, he, was, he, he was telling me things like, you've written several books and you were in the entertainment business. Correct. And But you've got another book coming up, but it's a bigger, different book that's coming out. And there's going to be a, a complete shift in what you're doing and your message, but this one's going to be bigger than anything you've ever Correct. done. Correct. I remember that, yes. I just put out my new book, so... Congratulations. Let's, let's awesome, hope. awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Let's hope so. But I have gone through a major transition, yeah. which is what he talked about. You know, moving, kind of revealing my old sexy past, and how cool is that? You know, <laughs> really. really making you know a transition there, which he talked about, and he did talk about me getting more involved in the movie industry again, which I'm now talking about turning that book into a TV series. So, what else you want? I'm really hoping the stuff he said was uh, was going to come true. No, no, I remember in the reading he also referred to your spiritual parts. Yes, going to Brazil. Helping, helping people. He, he even, yeah, he even that. mentioned uh, John. John of God. Yeah, he, he said the word John. I think so, yes, I <laughs> yeah. think so too. It was uh, amazing, you yeah. know, knowing John of God. I met him also in person. I've been to Brazil several times. It's amazing, you know. Yeah. You sit there as a moderator, as a, as a bystander, and there is a person who tells you things that I can verify. I mean... I'll tell you, you know, after I first met you, I was having a conversation with uh, Sean David Martin. Do you know who he is? He was a speaker in uh, in San Francisco. And uh, I said, have you heard of this? And what do you think? And he said, oh, yeah, I had mine done when I was in India. He said, totally real. And he said, but mine said that the end of 2017, I'm going to jail for seven years. And he was worried because he was doing all these talks about like, how to get out of the IRS and the IRS were on him and they didn't like him and he's in jail for seven years. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I don't know if he didn't have a punjer or, or... No or, idea. Seriously, yeah. wow. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a reading with you. I'm sure you would no, have said, I let's, didn't, I've let's never do some heavy punjers. Yes, but... yes, no, 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 never heard of him. Yeah, so, wow, so... he's in jail now. <laughs> yeah. I'm over, sorry to over... hear that, Tell, explain to people how they could help themselves and yeah. tax matters, which I guess the government didn't did, like. Yes. So. He should have looked at his own taxes. <laughs> yes. wow. Okay, yeah. well, uh, yeah. thank you. So, well, And yeah. I've heard other people that went to India and yeah, have had yeah. readings. I mean, you need to Just, everything happens in India, everything. The, the archives in India, the readers, the, the, the bundles, the palm leaves. 
the what has changed is after my reading six years ago, he told me I bring this to the West, and so I thought either we need to do it online somehow, or otherwise I cannot really bring it to the West because India has has like these two polar opposites. One is the attraction of India, and at the same time, it's being scared going to India, which prevents most people ever going to India. Period. That's just the reality of it. And so after a while, we're like, okay, it has to be done online. So we established an office where the reader can travel to and uh, do this online. And you're really supporting a community out huge, there. Huge, huge. Yeah. We give back a lot to the community, a lot. I do not know if the audience has ever been to India, but it's a very poor country. Uh, shockingly poor, actually. It, it makes my heart bleed. And um, uh, the, the, the issue is that, yeah, poverty is everywhere. And uh, readers are very humble, honest, giving human beings. But the problem is there is not much money. So on one hand, you lose readers the next generation because it takes years to become a reader. When they get a better job offer, they go up north. So you, you've lost them already. And when you lose people who have the knowledge, you lose the knowledge. So what we're trying to do is we're, we're um, establishing like a little school of some sort so the next generation is being trained. So we have another, in the next 20, 30, 40 years, we can offer the service. And uh, we give back, you know, through donations and some money to have clean water. Again, it's a very poverty-stricken part of the world. And if you've never been to India, it's hard to imagine, but I'm telling you because I go to India all the time. It's for a Western person, very hard to, to observe. Yes. So somebody can come to you, you'll organize the whole thing. We do, yes. get the whole reading out the there. The whole thing, yes. Mm-hmm. To keep it as simple as possible for the seeker and, uh, of course, provide jobs and, and support the Indian side. So I'm talking about finding your sexiness, which is empowering yourself and make you know um, more success in your life. So how does the reading fit in? Does it help a person if they know what's coming up? Mm-hmm. If they know, if they know what's coming up in their Absolutely. life, it's got it's got to really help them to know Peter, that. Yeah, Peter, I mean, it it changed my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here talking <laughs> with you about it. But um, and it could help you in business too. In could, everything, yeah. literally everything. It uh, gives you direction. It gives you guideline. Period. So you can follow it and hence have a better life, or not, because nobody takes yeah. away your free will. You have that. It just tells you you can go this way or that way. We would suggest you to take. Uh, left road because that leads you to a better life but if you don't want to well then you don't need to so if you follow your heart if you follow what um, also the reading tells you is if you, what you do is in alignment with the universe there was another issue of mine I thought I get sick maybe because I'm not in alignment what the universe wants me to do and if you don't do that then of course your body reacts and you get sick so the reader will tell you what is good for you in which fields you should be in it's pretty awesome. It gives you pretty detailed information. What would be good for you to do this lifetime so that you're in alignment with, with the universe? And if you know that, what's sexier than that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it makes you happy. What makes you happy makes you sexy. You, you radiate, you smile, you're happy. And that energy transcends to other people. Perfect. I love that. It is, okay. yes. Thank, Thank you. you, Dr. Q. Thank you so much, Gail. Thank you very much for being here. Namaste. Wow, very interesting. So if you'd like to get yourself a reading, you can find out more on indianpalmleafreadings.com. Can that really help? Well, I think it's interesting to see what your major life events are, especially if there's things in the future 
coming up, there are challenges that can be avoided. And uh, usually they give you a punja or something you can change. Um, I, I definitely think it's great. But the whole point about this is we have set ourselves a destiny, but we've set ourselves a beautiful soul purpose. That's something very exciting, something that we are great at. And the idea is to get rid of all these challenges Let's get those put to bed and done with and let's really get on our sole purpose. And so until next time, go out in the world and find your sexiness.